When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Yes, I will be using this music for this week and maybe a few more weeks because as you well know, I approached this busker in Basingstoke. I took him some change, but he insisted I took him to the Taco Bell and spent five twenty-nine on a burrito combo special. So by my thinking, I've probably got about ten plays I paid in royalties. Enjoy! <laughs> Gentlemen, here she is. She's everybody's favourite. As every everyone tells me on social media when they're not slagging me off, it's Linda Pollock. Linda, how are you, my lovely? Very flattered by all the social media attention. Oh, but they lovely. To Jeff, who DM'd me the other day, I will not be sending me used panties. <laughs> now, <laughs> can I just ask you, Linda, what the hell have you been up to? Well, I'm trying not to get dragged into it because, as you know, lean times for all of us, right? Oh, God, and yeah. I can keep seeing the Christmas adverts and thinking, uh, with what money am I buying all this shit? Oh, my God, But yes. I have bought the first Christmas gift of the year for my little nephew. Oh, I nearly got excited there. I thought it was for me. No, for my little nephew, oh, okay. Joe. Right, and go on. He's getting a Velociraptor. <gasps> oh, my fucking God. What does Actually, it do? you might like this. It's a remote control one, right? So it creeps along the floor. Are you mad? Yeah. Really? But it sort of walks with this funny... I've seen it. I've seen it. It's I've a, seen it, it on the internet. It's the weirdest thing, and I think he'll love it. So it's like remote control? Yeah, and it just stalks you. Oh, OK, you could have got him this. Yes, I think we've... I think Funnily we, enough, I think... Savannah had one of them, and I never heard it quite the same again once you've shown me that. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. Well, you know, I mean, it's not very nice for the kids, that, is it? What does the rock... Does it make a noise? Does it sound I like think a... Goes... <laughs> Here's the thing as well, right? They make these things for people who've got nice wooden floors, don't they? We've got yeah. carpet, so I don't think... I think it'll be oh, easy to evade. It'll be tripping over, won't it? Yeah. Your house will be tripping over the cans and takeaways. Well... It's not going to be at my house, is it? It'll be at me nephew's house making noise and being annoying to my sister, which is the whole point. Thank you very much. That made me look a bit silly. You do have a dirty bottom, I've seen it. That was the wrong one. <laughs> I was going to play something else. What was I going to play? Oh, yes, this. I am trying to be a little bit more... Christmassy, yeah, because I'm a little bit of a misery. Are you? So, oh, at Christmas! I thought you'd love it with all the spangliness about Christmas. I like it for a day or so, right. but I, I'm here to remind you that the bloody ice caps are melting. So there's an endless amount of shit that uh, you know, including the Velociraptor. May yeah. I? You know, I mean, it's all very well the Velociraptor soon got extinct, and we might be following suit if okay, we don't. Okay, but woohoo! It's Christmas. Yeah, suit. keep it light. Spooky music, please, Linda. As we oh, this is great. Would you like to regale us with this? Oh, I'd love to. Hi, Clinton and Linda. In 1995, I used to live in a part of Reading called Cemetery Junction. Yes, it was a film, wasn't it, by Ricky Gervais? Apparently, I was staying with some friends in an old detached house near a big, busy junction. 
A huge cemetery lies between the two roads of the junction. There's a lot of explanation of the geography of this, and I'm not sure it's relevant. Right. At the entrance used to be a gibbet. Oh, interesting, where hanging bodies would be displayed. So it is a spooky place. Nowadays, there's a kebab place and a car wash. Anyway, I was... I was staying in the small self-contained flats at the top of the house. Mm. One night in summer, I was lying in bed just on the verge of nodding off. My friend's husband, let's call him Bill, was a total tightwad, so he'd bought the cheapest, thinnest curtains available. With the streetlights outside, I could see the outline of the room clearly. My eyes got drawn to a darker corner of the room, and there was... A dark shadow in the shape of a figure! It was standing still there about ten foot away from me. My brain could not cope. I thought maybe it was Bill, but he wasn't in the habit of hanging round my bedroom. Brackets! Thank goodness! I was just about to speak or shout out, but at that moment the shadow seemed to become aware I was watching. It then dissolved. I can't describe it any other way that it looked like some weird Harry Potter type CGI effect. The blackness of the figure swirled around like a whirlwind, gathering speed, and then flew towards the bedroom door and passed straight through. Spelt wrong, pass. At the same time, as a loud bang like the door slamming, but I knew it couldn't slam, as Bill had stuck one of those big fire door hinge things on it so it could only shut very slowly. And it was completely shut, Clinton, the whole time. OK, just turn that off one second. It's a big fire door hinge things on it. It could only shut very slowly and it was completely shut the whole time. So she heard the slam. Yeah, but it couldn't have slammed. All right. I... Music on again. Uh, I just lay there. I thought I was going to have a heart attack. And the old ticker was beating so fast. I finally fell asleep. But that wasn't the end. The next day, I told Bill's wife, Jo, let's call her Jo, all about it. They had a three-year-old son, so I made sure he wasn't anywhere near when I told her, as I didn't want to scare him. Later that evening, I came back from a swim in the local pool. Needless detail there, but anyway. I met Joe in the house, who was quite agitated. She told me her son had earlier called for her after she had put him to bed and told her, Mummy... There was a shadow person in my room. In a ghost oh, up my family. Sorry, that was the wrong one. I was going to break something. Oh, no, sorry. Wrong, don't matter. Anyway, after what had happened the night before, that freaked both of us out, as you can imagine. The little lad insisted he'd seen a shadow again near the wall of his bedroom. And no one had been up there apart from Joe. This honestly did happen. And I still can't fathom out or explain what the heck was going on. All the best and keep up the great work, Charlotte Dialli. Well, why don't we speak to Charlotte Dialli? Yes, I have questions. For me or for Charlotte? Well, let's see, shall we? All right. Join us in a second as we now phone Charlotte on the Zoom facility. Thank you. Charlotte Dialli uh, here on Zoom, haven't we, Linda? Yeah, we have. I want to hear this story we from want... the horses. Not that she's a horse. Okay, Charlotte, don't take any offence. She's she's very cynical, aren't you, Linda? She doesn't well, really... I'm on a quest for truth, Clinton, and some people can't handle that. Uh, first of all, Cemetery Junction, everyone will know Cemetery Junction from the Ricky Gervais turkey. Yeah. From Correct. Oh, <laughs> I Love like it. that film. <laughs> I've never seen it, but I was being... Oh, kidding. give it a go. And uh, can you just confirm? Because it's a pl- I did a gig there. I have done a gig down there at a pub called the Jolly Anglers, which uh, <laughs> sounds nice. <laughs> it wasn't very jolly. Eh? <laughs> can I confirm? It's the same place down near the gasworks, isn't it? That's correct. Right opposite the gasworks and right on the canal side. It's charming, charming outlook. <laughs> it. I've got to tell you, it was. Ra- we'll get to the spookiness in a minute. Yeah. I did this gig at the height of lockdown. I think we were just allowed out and we were allowed to do outdoor gigs, right? What was this? 2020, something like that. And when I got there, I thought, well, there's got to be somewhere for me to put my sparkly outfit on. 
no, there wasn't. There was just the back of this pub, literally outdoors, an old tarmac with big puddles. And I found myself, <laughs> with it raining, putting on my sparkly gear, thinking, I will never, ever do this again. So then I sat in the car waiting for my turn to come on, headlining, obviously. And <laughs> I have never seen so many uh, little bikes going past with uh, drug drug deals going on. <laughs> it is, to use the uh, vernacular of the place, a shithole. <laughs> Do you, this is where you tell me you still live there, my love. Is that correct? No, no. I live further out now. God I do, for yeah. that. Yeah, slightly, slightly more, uh, yeah, slightly nicer part of town. <laughs> right, okay. Well, that's that's open to conjecture. I've been to Reading. Yeah, it's lovely. It's got characters, are it's, it's a nice place when you're young. Yes, I saw a few of the characters down there and I <laughs> want to spend a great deal of time. Let's get on it. Jolly anglers, they were not. <laughs> right. Charlotte, we've heard the story. Yes. And... We want, first of all, to check with you that you stand by everything you say. Absolutely. Absolutely, yes. It was was a few years ago, but I still remember it very clearly. There's no way that it was a trick of the light. Nope. There's no way that it was the landlord, Bill, he of the threadbare curtains. No, no, I almost wish it was, but no, however creepy that sounds, but it wasn't him, so that's when it got really scary. Now, Linda, I know she's going to ask you this, because I sort of, I want to confirm this. How did you drop off? I mean, in the the email, right, she's nodding. Yeah. In the email, (laughs) it said eventually you managed to drop off. I'm not sure I would have done. I would have convened the spirit, obviously. Yeah. How did you drop off? I mean, did it take a long time? I mean, you said your it, heart was racing. Yes. Yeah, it took me about an hour or so just to calm down and just say, well, I've got to go to sleep because I had work the next day. So I had to... <laughs> And it disappeared like a CGI Harry Potter type affair. Yeah, it like this yeah, it like dissolved. It was really odd because as I said, it like became aware of me literally. I just felt it was aware of me as I was looking at it, you know, like a bird or something, like a bit yeah. of wildlife looking at you and going, Oh, hang on. And it seemed like as soon as it was saw that I was watching, mm-hmm. it just kind of like dissolved into lots of tiny little pieces. So it kind of just almost shrank down into tiny mm-hmm. pieces and then it started like a whirlwind. So all these tiny little pieces were like flying around in a yeah, in a whirlwind motion, I'm and then just went that. zoom mm. straight through the door. At any point, did you fear you were going to be entered by this thing? <laughs> if it had come anywhere near me, actually, I would definitely have screamed my head off. Yes. But luckily, it was the other end of the room, so I was like, you know, don't come nearer me. I don't want to be part of it. You know, you, you know. Um, <laughs> Having been to the area near the Jolly Angler, there's a lot of, well, what should we say, soft drugs. Had you been yeah. inhaling any that night? Oh, no, no. I'd had a few drinks. And right, okay. Yes, I mean, to be fair, I'd got a few drinks. I was kind of merry, but I wouldn't, I was definitely... Compass mental. Kind of soberish. It was, it was a normal night, really. Yeah. How many shots had you had and did you go on the blue wicked? Because that gets me every time. Oh, I've been banned from that. It makes me too sweary. Yeah, it was a blue nun that finished me off. <laughs> I've been finished off by a blue nun once. Yeah, but uh, that was a different story. <laughs> and tell me this. The, the lady, oh, the other lady in the house whose, whose child also witnessed yes. this spooky apparition, does she stand by it now? I mean, she never said... I mean, do you ever mention it? Do you still see this lady? No, no, we're out of touch now. But she, she was freaked out actually. Yeah, didn't quite shit herself, but she was really freaked out. And uh, because I'd already, you know, I'd only mentioned it the night before. And the yeah. thing was, when when her child saw the shadow, it wasn't even dark because it was summer, wow. and it was still light when he was in bed. So that was the weird, creepy thing about it was that it wasn't even dark. Yeah, and he okay. saw this sort of similar similar thing which was was really odd mm-hmm. and the other thing that was odd about the whole experience was that about two months later my mum died and right. it yeah so I just sort of think oh maybe I was I was in that kind of heightened kind right. of realm okay. or something okay yeah. right right which is weird right Linda you had pursed lips during that 
aspect. What I'm were you just going thinking to... science, right? I'm thinking, was it a clump of... Uh, oh, boring was it, was it a science. Was of midges or like <laughs> flies or something? Because that can Boring. Catch the light in a certain way, they look shimmering. Oh, Linda wants to talk about science. Why don't you get a fucking Bonson burner going, Linda? <laughs> what a bore. Why don't you go and do a science podcast? Sorry about her. I'm just, I'm just throwing in the different possibilities. Don't be so closed-minded. All right, well, what do you know about science? <laughs> Fuck off! She's <laughs> <laughs> just thinking about science. Hey, I've, got, really? I've got a C at GCSE, oh. so you can shut your face. A veritable <laughs> Dr. Stephen Hawking's in the room here. <laughs> a C in science. All right, then. Well, thank you very much, Charlotte. If you, you do experience any more... Wisps, <laughs> go and see my friend Kelly Taylor at the beautician. But apart from that, if you do see any more swirly, swirly wisps, please keep it to yourself. <laughs> All right, <laughs> okay. Thank you for Will do. Story. I hope we dealt with it sensitively. Thank you very, very much, my love. Thank you my, both so much. Take care. Give my regards to the jolly angler. It's fond memories. I will. Fond memories. All right, my love. Fading now. Fading now. Now, a real treat for you. It's an interview I did with Boy George. Yes, the one and only Boy George. Now, this seems topical at the moment, at the time of recording it, doesn't yes, it, Linda? it does, yes. Um, we don't know what's going to happen. In the, well, I know what's going to happen in the future. You don't, <laughs> of course. Well, I've been watching it a little bit, the old I'm a Celebrity, and Boy George is holding his tongue for now, but I don't think it's going to hold very long. No, absolutely. So, maybe Boy George is being kicked out by the time you get to hear it. I know it's going to happen. I'm a clairvoyant, obviously, but... Uh, I'm a celeb might have finished by the time, you know, you hear this. But here goes. It was at a charity event I went to. And, and, you know, never mind his poor diet in the jungle. Boy George had been watching his weight with a strict vegetable-based vegan diet. What a privilege. I've got uh, 80s hero, 90s. No. (laughs) I wouldn't go that far, darling. <laughs> he's an absolute... Well, he's a, he's a... Well, what is he? He's a national hero. He's a national treasure. Treasure, darling. Treasure, darling. It's George O'Dowd. all that. It's, it's by George. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Clinton. George, tell me... I know you believe in the supernatural, because what mm. is that tattoo there? That's What's that, Shiva or something? Uh, no, it's Vishnu. Vishnu, yeah, Vishnu. And it's... You know, I think it's, you've got chakras, darling. Do yeah. you know about chakras? I, I know all about chakras, yeah. Well, mine is... Uh, they're everywhere. I, I need chakras. Yeah, yeah. So you're quite a spiritual man, I mean, do you know something too about it? Well, I think, you know, my, my, my singing chakra is, you know, it's essential. It's around my throat. Yeah, that's... A lot of people say, well, you know, you sound quite hoarse. I said, well, <laughs> listen to the songs, darling. <laughs> It's all it's all in the in the music, do you yeah. know what I mean? And and so so you say you're on a quite on on a on a plane, you know, you're on a on a hotline to the spirit world, would you say? Oh like a spiritual plane. Yeah, on a spiritual uh, plane. Well, you know, darling, I mean I'm we're all in a journey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean some people are moving house. Yeah. You know, some people are travelling to work and I mean I'm a sort of a spiritual person. Yeah, so have you seen a ghost, George? That's what I'm asking. Oh, no, I don't mean so good. No, it's sorry. very controlling. Sorry. Right. Do you know what I mean? That's a bit a bit aggressive you say. Yeah, sorry. Um no, I think, um, you know, I've seen weird things all my life. Yeah. And, um, I mean, I've seen drum kits rolling across the floor. Good God, yeah. And, you know, I've seen doors opening and shutting and things like that. Yeah. But I've definitely seen... You know, I've seen like shapes, and not to be too kind of technicolor about it, but I've definitely seen a, like a kaleidoscope of stuff, and I put it down to, you know, the chakrasizations and. Right. Okay. And what has anything really shit you up? Like being on tour anywhere? Well, we went on the M62 one night, and it was yeah. black ice, and it was it was right. a nightmare, and it was yeah. fog. I, I was meaning more about you know uh, ghosts and that. Oh no! Well, the bus did come off the road a bit. Good God! Yeah. Right. And what happened? Well. I shot myself. Yeah. And that, and you've got a tattoo that, that dedicated to that night. If you just move there, that way. Just take lift your shirt up there. Oh. Pardon me. Actually, yeah, well, what's that one? Well, that, it was a Volvo. Right. And that's, that's you know... That, I can see... Well, what... Oh, no, that's a crease. Crack. No, that's not what, what happened to the bus. That's just a crease in my skin. Oh, OK. So, oh, sorry. <laughs> just flatten, flatten that out a little bit. Yeah. Just... That's the bumper. All right, OK. Just looking under there. And... 
Like that, right. and you can see the way you look, darling. And, right. and, there, and if you see that, can you see that there? Yeah. What's that right under there? That, that's that's the drum kit and the synthesizer. Right. Okay. That literally floated down the hard shoulder. I saw it. If I, if you turn around slightly further round, you're not going to. No. I'm all right. Hang on. I need to stand up, darling. Ah, oh. oh, that's better. Right. No, I mean, because I think, you know, for moments in your life like that, you know, where you think, well, I'm very lucky. Yeah, yeah. You've got to, you've got to keep a record of them. Right. You've got to put them down like in a journal or something. But I, what I do is I just go around to make the tattooist and I say, look, yeah. I you know, like cutlery flew off the, the counter the other day. And you've got... you. So you, I tattooed that yeah, next you to said my... That. No, you can just see that. Just show me where... That's a fork. Right, just under... You don't have to turn around there, not if you're going to... No, because it's on. very uncomfortable. <laughs> Right, sorry about that. I've got. I'm on this new vegan diet, darling. Right, it's, okay. There's a lot I, of dal. I, I don't want to see any more. I'm terribly sorry about that. I don't want to see any more tattoos. Oh, that felt better. I feel good after that. <laughs> right, okay. All right. Well, so what are you doing? You're here today to raise money for a charity, aren't you? Well, uh, yeah, absolutely. We. It's a charity that, you know, plants trees. Right, okay. And, you know, there's a lot of people gluing themselves to the road at the moment. Yeah. And so we thought, well, why not? Just plant trees. Yeah. Well, and these are the cedar. And you've got one tattoo, one and please just just be careful. Are you sure you can show me that? It's just above your buttocks there. Oh hang on a second. Just a second. Oh no, I can show you that thing. Oh, 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 oh there you go. Oh, oh Christ. Alright, John. Thank that, you. That's lovely. That was a symbol. Yeah, that was uh that had its moments, didn't it? Let's turn now to the superb Take a Break's Fate and Fortune magazine. If you would please regale us, Linda. Bite-sized shivers, screams the headline. Spirits behind the bar. You can't see some of the punters in our pub, but they sure make themselves known, oh. says Darren Barkley, age 57. Jolting upright in bed, I nudged my wife, Ruth, and said, Did you hear that? I hissed. It was the sound of a door slamming shut downstairs in the pub we ran. It's called the Rock Inn at Water Row near Taunton, Somerset, and it's available for weddings and feasts and stuff. I'm sure they're saying. It's really, really long and thin. I put the willy in the bin. It's really, really long and thin. I put the willy in the bin to continue. <laughs> Grabbing a poker, you, so oh, if you knew, yes. from beside the fire... Hold on. put the willy in the bin. Oh, fuck. Keep going. Grabbing a poker from beside the fire, I crept downstairs. My heart pounded as I checked every room, expecting to disturb burglars ransacking the place, but it was empty. Oh, my fucking God. Ever since we'd taken over the 450-year-old inn six months earlier in April 2013, I'd sensed a presence there. Now I couldn't help but wonder, could it be a ghost? Not wanting to spook Ruth, I didn't mention my suspicions. Oh, my God, it's I know, Ruth. I know, I know. Oh, my God. Do you think he's not living there with thee, Ruth? I, I can feel the spirit in my arm. But they kept getting stronger because I often heard doors slamming while I was upstairs in the flat, only each time I went to investigate, no one was there. Then, after several months, the noises stopped. That didn't mean it was the end of the spooky happenings. A couple of years later, I was behind the bar when a customer rushed in from the snog. Have you got ghosts? He panted, looking shocked, because a knife and fork wrapped in a napkin just shot off the table and landed six feet away. And shortly afterwards, a man staying in one of our guest rooms told me, last time I stayed in the same room, something pushed me on the shoulder. Back in the 1920s, the wife of the then landlord had hanged herself in that room. <coughs> had she prodded the guest... Linda is oh, shit. Oh, sorry, wrong on. one. Hold on, hold on. I do see ghosts. That, that's the one, sorry. Then early one morning, I'd just woken up when I heard what sounded like a woman in high heels walking across the floor above. Must be getting ready to go out, I thought, blearily. Suddenly it hit me. There wasn't a guest room above our bedroom, just an attic with a roof so low you couldn't stand up. Oh, my fucking God. Then, in February this year, a local tourist board arranged for a medium to visit. I took her into the oldest part of the building, now our laundry. Suddenly, goosebumps erupted all over my back. At the same second, the medium groaned. I need to get out of here, she whispered. 
She turned a sickly green, so I led her to the bar where she rushed to the toilet and was violently sick. That's never happened before, she told me when she emerged. She'd obviously been affected by the same spirit I'd sent. Okay, she's, ju- he's reaching ju- there, isn't ju- he? Ju- just a minute. Ju- if you're going to send it up... <laughs> If you're going to send it up, this is a bloody paranormal podcast, Linda. <laughs> what? I mean, come on. What? Why did he let to straight away? So she, she, she felt a bit, taken a bit ill. She ran off and threw up. Yes. It that's must what ha- be ghosts. That's what happened. Come on. Excuse me. Can I tell you something? Do you remember the bit I told you? Back in the 1920s, the wife of the then landlord had hanged himself in that room. All right. People had hanged themselves in that room. That's why. Why? Okay. I'm going to edit all that out. Stop, right, try again. So, there we all go. All right. She'd obviously been affected by the same spirit. I said, obviously, yeah. Right. Looking back, I think when we first took over the inn, the spirits bashed around because they were unsettled at having strangers here. And for a while, it was really spooky. But I think they finally accepted us, and I'm getting used to them too. And it's scamping out on a Thursday, and you should come along and enjoy my pub, <laughs> which is what this ta- tale was all about. You are so bloody cynical. Now, can I just tell you something? Take a break, magazine. I thought that was excellent. And for that reason... Ten. Unbelievable. Ten points for that. And if you don't believe it, I want you to listen to this recording. This is true. This weekend, and I told you about this, this weekend I was at Lytham St Anne's at the Glendower Hotel, and I kid you not, I've just done the show at the Lowther Pavilion, and please come along to see the show, Clinton Baptiste versus Ramon. I'm going. And, uh, yes, and uh, going this coming this Friday to Cambridge, that's good. And... uh, I kid you not, a a glass fell off the bar. Have a listen to this. I'm here in my hotel, the Glendower Hotel in Lytham St Anne's. And I'm with two people. I kid you not, we have just seen what happened. A glass flew off the bar. It flew right off. Right. What's your name, first of all? It's Paul and it flew right off. Paul and your partner is... No, she doesn't want to do it. She doesn't want to do it. She's frightened. Witness protection scheme. What's going on? Joe, I mean, did you see it? I saw it. I saw it. Well, why'd you say it? Joe, come on. Well, I saw it. I saw a glass at the bar, it was shaking uncontrollably. There was nothing in it and it fell off the bar. Whereabouts? Well, oh, well, in, the, in the middle of the bar. The, the Jack Daniels. I mean, I'm still flat. I'm a bit unnerved, to be honest with you. Are you taking the piss or is it real? It's real. There's a dog in here now, that's spooky as well. Oh, right, yeah. okay, that's it. And, and he's barking <laughs> at the bar. So, what did you see exactly? Nothing touched it. Nothing touched it. Paul, what do, what do you do? You believe in the supernatural? Of course I do. Have you seen a ghost before? I've saw yeah, it's a few things. Yeah, yeah. What 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 can you tell me? I've saw a ghost. I've saw footsteps. Uh, you saw footsteps. I heard footsteps. Sorry. Okay, so I, I, I've heard footsteps. I've been to a, a medium. Um, and what did the medium say? Well, it's not even that. I, I take the medium uh, on the actual hearing, and uh, when I played it back, I actually heard voices. My mum's voice. Fucking hell! What did she say? Well, my, my mum's voice. <laughs> and what did she say exactly? I'm sorry. About what? Well, that's the old point. When you deceased, seemingly, you say sorry to your loved ones. Oh, sorry, for going. The clairvoyant said, she said, so don't don't forget, she's telling me what people are saying, and I can't can't hear this, but I'm taping it. So when I go back home, I put it to uh, software, and I play it to my brother, and my brother said, can you hear the voices? So I said, can't hear any voices. So then I put my headphones on, and then I play the voices, and I can hear, you know, on this software I've got, well, you can, you know, it's, it's free, in it? Right. You, you can strip all the sound away. And you can hear this voice? Fucking hell. Really? You can hear the breathing, the voice, oh, the whole thing. Could you send it to me? I fucking course I can, I've got it fucking at all. Of course I can. Okay, listen, we're going to put this on the podcast, well, if the you don't is, mind. No, do we? Yeah. yeah. The the, the, the the actual conversation was 45 minutes long. Right. And obviously, what I've done, I've cut... Yes, bits out. The bits that I can hear the voice. Okay, okay. So, I can, I've got to send you the... I don't want you to sit for 45 minutes. But the, but, but the, the voices you hear yeah. when I send it... Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 100% real. Not no, no, not 100%. A million percent. A million percent never, real. I never fake my mum's voice. No, no, it's frightening. We cannot fake the mum's voice. It's a million percent real. Okay. Yeah. 
Now, I know those two sounded a bit like actors. Right, yeah, entirely <laughs> so. They weren't. They were real people. And if you're out there, please get in touch with me. Paul and Joe, please get in touch. Clinton at clintonbaptiste.com because I would like to hear that recording. Mm. And now it's God's own game. It's time for our World Cup section. Oh, good. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. England, champions of the world. the dog got to say this week about England's chances in the World Cup. Here he is. Do you think England can win the World Cup, Pickles? What about the Germans? Yeah, that's what I think. And as for the French, keep it here for all your World Cup predictions. Time. The West Germans are throwing everything into attack to try and get that vital equaliser. The ball is cleared by the England defence and picked up by Jeff Hurst on the left, midway inside his own half. He's away! He's away! Oh, it's an incredible run by Hurst! He's sticking towards the German goal! The keeper is moving out to nail at the angle! Hurst shoots! It's a goal! It's a goal! A fantastic goal by Hurst! It's a goal! It's Germany 2! Clinton. Talk to me about your tour, because I've, oh. I've seen you come and go over the few weeks, and it seems yes. to be building and building. Oh. Sometimes you look shattered, sometimes you look elated, sometimes you, 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 you're bashing off... Um, what? I'm bashing off? What Women with a shitty stick? <laughs> sometimes... I've not been bashing off. That's a different show <laughs> I did. Sometimes you get rude emails. What's going on now? OK, so this... Thank you for asking, Linda. Mm. Uh, the fact that I did tee you up for that is neither here nor there. I am genuinely interested. OK, well, tell your hawking face. <laughs> Linda, it is going so well. And you will notice from the 
once converted garage where we do the show. Yes. I've got more pictures of myself up. I've got a poster up for Clinton Baptiste versus Ramon. I've got a, a lovely uh, a cartoon someone called Dickie P did for me. Dickie oh, P's done you a beautiful job. A beautiful job, job. Thank you, Dickie P. Right, listen, I just want you to know this, that this weekend we are doing... No, is it this week? Thursday, we're doing Gravesend oh, in Kent. That sounds haunted. It doesn't it, and it's quite it's quite a posh area. Who is it? Gravesend. Oh, yeah, very much Where so. Where is it? It's in Kent, Gravesend. Oh, right, Garden of England, isn't it? The Garden of England. And it's a bit nicer than Cemetery Junction sort of area that we discussed Where earlier. Where in it. And while I was I was going to, as you know, I, I, I was going to invite Linda down to do a little bit of ghost hunting while we were down yeah. there. Yeah. So I looked up, please look this up, haunted.org, where there are reviews of haunted places and, and within, you know, a few miles of Gravesend. Right, okay. yeah. So this is. I thought we could do this in future. Maybe review places that that do have, you know, ratings of people who've been to see so things. It's like TripAdvisor for ghost hunting. Exactly that. Can we have the spooky music yeah, on, yeah, yeah. please? Dartford Library, seventy nine percent rating. Promising, promising. Right, right. So this is David Thomas, and this is from December thirty first. Oh. He wasn't busy on New Year's Eve then, was he? At 5 or 5 p.m. <laughs> These people aren't. They aren't, as a general rule. They're not invited to many places. Let's see what David has to say. I am a former employee of this library before COVID, and when right. the library got refurbished, I worked there, and when in the children's section after 6 yeah, p.m., I had of, the feeling... He's not heard of a full stop, this I film. was being watched. Here's the full stop. Okay. Flipping it. Occasionally, my colleagues and I were tugged or pulled. Ooh, the lucky neck. bastard. This is from E-Ray, and it says, Oh my, OMG, same, but I wasn't an employee. It's a lot of tugging and pulling. you should be tugging in the children's section. <laughs> oh, come on! And finally, uh, this, oh, this is from Sarah. When, when I went there... Wrong there. Wrong, I was in year two in a school trip. I went in... This person has not spent enough time in the library, if you ask me. I went in the children's section and I felt like I was being watched. Then we move to spooky Beacon Tree Tube Station. Alina says, March 27th. Hello. My husband and I are seeing this from the last five months, spelt with a U. We are going from here today. I cannot keep my f- husband here anymore. It affecting his behaviour. What happened in the tube station, Alina? We need to know. I don't know. I think he went all the way around the circle and up the Hammersmith and City bus and said things. That is a funny joke. And if you don't think it is... Hold on, let me get that. That deserves something, that joke. Thank you. Thank you. All the way around the circle. sarcastic now. Thank you. Thank you so much for that great joke. Yeah, that goes on too long as well. So, yes, what we're going to do is from now on, we're going to yeah. go to haunted.org yeah. and we're going to review some of the spooky sites. And who knows? If there is something that we think deems our presence, yeah. we will go and investigate for you and give our own rating. It's going to take more than a tug in the library for me. Well, you say that, but that's how you got this job with me anyway, from what I remember. Um can we please turn to this rather brilliant story in Fate and Fortune? And ironically, entitled Real Lives. Eagle-eyed, oh, I... Wa- whoa, 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 whoa. what do you mean by that? It is real bloody life. I mean, life. come on! Stick the fucking real spooky life. music on and get on with it. Real bullshit. Eagle-eyed, I watched as an elderly Jesus man Christ. rolled a ball along the grass to me and then I darted for it and cried, Catch! My mum and Nan were in the back garden too, looking on as I played. Again, again, I cheered. Please say it's a child. Yeah, it is, yeah. Only then I caught a confused look pass between Nan and Mum. Who are you talking to, love? said Mum. Him, I replied, pointing to a man a few metres away. This time the exchange glances were more worrying. But there's no one there, sweetheart, Nan said. There is, I replied adamantly. I went on to describe the man who... What he was wearing and how tall he was, his colouring. Suddenly, Nan ran inside. She went upstairs and returned with a photo, handed it to me. I pointed it and said, That's him. That's Grandad, Nan said gently. He's been dead nearly ten years. You are a very sexy man. 
she said to him not long before he died. I was only around four years old, but I was certain the man in the picture had been in the garden with me, and it was just the start of a number of eerie happenings. Two years on, I woke up late one night. I headed over to my bedroom door and glanced out onto the landing, and I saw a little boy standing there. I was surprised, but not afraid. In fact, I felt an inner calm. I got back into bed and fell asleep. From then on, I saw the same boy repeatedly. He'd often turn up and we'd play together. I didn't say anything to Mum, but now I knew I could often see what others couldn't. As the years passed, the little boy was always nearby, sometimes playing, sometimes just waiting near me. He loved being close. Though he was quiet, he could be mischievous, making things move around. In time, I met Matt and had two children, Declan and Jamie. We lived in my childhood home. When Declan was big enough, he moved into my old room and we got a baby monitor. You can see where this is going. Oh, God. One night, uh, all right, one night after we settled him, we heard a boy's giggle coming through the speakers. We got anything like that? A boy's giggle? Oh, no. Forget that. Forget that. You get the idea. You get the idea. Matt ran in only to find Declan fast asleep. Who was giggling, he asked. I knew who it was. Eventually we moved. I thought perhaps the boy haunted my old house and yet within days he'd turned up at our new home. What do you want, I asked him one day. But he never explained. He'd just be there in the corner of my eye, usually standing at the end of my bed. That's a bit weird, mate. When my boys got older, my fear came true. Mummy, Declan and Jamie chorused, can we play with the other little boy? My hair stood on end. He was near my boys. Was it safe? One afternoon, the pair were playing outside when I caught them pointing at the upstairs window. There he is again, they called. Is that your will? Oh, sorry. I had to know what was going on, so I went to see a medium. Didn't come to me. I gave nothing away, wanted to know what she could tell me first. She mentioned a few things, and my granddad come through. Then she stopped. There's a little boy at your side, she said. He's very attached to you. He's a relation. He says he's your twin (gasps) brother. (gasps) The twin that was never born. She ate him. She She absorbed him. That's right, exactly. One day she's going to find, like, she'll have a lump on her bum or something. It'll be teeth. A shiver ran up my spine. (laughs) A twin, I gasped. She nodded. That's why he is always with you, she said. I hurried home and spoke to my mum. What she said was astonishing, but made everything click into place. Mum explained when she'd fallen pregnant with me, she'd been expecting twins, but one had died in the womb. All right, skip over that bit. That's a bit grim. Keep keep it light. Now I have a YouTube channel called Fort Spooky, where I investigate my own home. Often my twin brother will make an appearance. I've accepted he's not going anywhere, and it's nice he just wants to be close to me. I may never know him in life, but at least his spirit is never far away. My question to you is, have you ever felt you might have been, you know, you're not a twin, are you? No, no but my, no. but we have twins in the family. My mother is a twin and my cousins are twins. Okay. We have them every generation. And there was a moment where I thought, oh my God, I cannot get pregnant. It will be twins. Right. And can I ask you this? Are they similar? I mean, in, no. No, very different. They can look the same, but they are very different. Well, there is a theory, isn't there, that you can be um, born at the same time, but you, you were put in there at different times. Say that again. That you can be born at the same time, but you were your egg was fertilised at different times. There oh. is a theory, isn't there? So, uh, for instance, with my mother, her twin was not an identical twin. Right. And with my cousins, one is a boy and one is a girl. So, again, non-identical twins. Right. Well, for many years, they're not there now, but we had next door to us two beautiful twin girls. Right, I won't mention the names in case they're listening. Did they hold hands in corridors and say, we want you to play with us? No, but I, shall I tell you something? Mm-hmm. You know, um, one of the twins um, from The Shining yes. is, a, is a lab assistant with someone I work with. Oh! 
Yeah. That so, is someone spooky. I know. Yeah, wow. yeah. Uh, that's true. Uh, in Hertfordshire. Oh. Uh, actually, I mean, the money she could earn from turning up at these like Comic Cons and things, wearing that light oh, blue dress. I saw she and her sister got photographed in the queue for the Queen. People thought it was. Is that right? A spooky. Fun fact, yeah. Anyway, these two girls who live next door to us, I've got to tell you, it was so embarrassing. They're so beautiful. I don't know whether I should. So oh no, pathetic. what? This isn't oh, a sexy one, is God. it? No, it's not. God, definitely not, but it was so embarrassing. So, you know, they, they were they were of school age. Yes. And what used to happen is I used to go to the gym and I'd often be walking back in the morning as they were off to school. And I always used to, you know, the, the person I was living with at the time used to say, oh, they're so beautiful. I said, yes, they're very, very beautiful. And they, they were probably that, you know, 14 or, or 15 years of age. And they would be sort of going going to school in their school uniform and all that. But they were, regardless, they were beautiful. And it was a bit of a, you know, it's a bit of a minefield. Just because I'm a man of a certain age, you don't want to even acknowledge how beautiful they are. And I remember one day, I always thought, you know, this person I was doing said, God, they could be models, though. So I always thought, yes, they could be models. And as they were going to school, I, I was about to say, gosh, you could be models. Then I thought, oh, no, I won't say that. And I somehow managed to combine the two things. You didn't say hubba hubba. <laughs> Christ, can you imagine? No, but they were going to school. I thought I wanted to say hello to them and I wanted to say oh, how lovely they look in perfect innocence. And as they approached, I went, oh, are you off to m- m- model school today? <laughs> <laughs> It sounded so awful. And almost immediately, I went red in the face, as I am now, as I am now. And they both sort of just, in the way teenagers do, just went, "Uh." (laughs) Oh, God, it was awful. So, be warned, just don't bother saying anything. You know, it's entirely innocent, but I just wanted to acknowledge how beautiful they looked. I had a very kind neighbour who's from New Zealand, Yeah. right? And I remember walking home from school one day. He was my friend's dad, right? There's nothing seen. CD in this right, at all. Okay. But the thing is, this is a sad thing about now. We're of course primed, it is. We're primed to wait for the CD punchline. There yeah. is one. Yeah. But he, I was walking home and he said, he pulled over and he said, hey, Linda, do you want a ride? Right. Right. And I didn't know that that was a lift in New Zealand language. Do you want to... And what, I thought, thought why would I want to go for a ride with... Oh, like with on a it? horseback or something? No, in his car. Oh, I see what you mean. Do you want to go for a ride? Yeah, do you want to go for a ride? Uh, and Or do you want to ride or something? Oh, God. <laughs> and I just remember the word ride leaping out. And I yeah. got home and I thought, well, that was weird. I did not feel threatened by him because he was a nice fella and I knew that it was obviously some kind of miscommunication, but I did think, oh, poor Ian, someone needs to tell him you can't say that to girls. Oh, absolutely. I think things do get lost in translation. It's really, really long that would have been worse. Well, no, that's true. So just be careful. I mean, because I think for a certain age of man, there, there's there's an invisible boundary that you pass through, isn't there? It and you don't even tricky. notice. It does get tricky and you don't even notice. Right, well, that was twins for you there. Um, but it was a spooky story. I think you'll agree. And I just want to say this about that story. <laughs> Ten points for that rather spooky story about twins. And now, from the same publication, we turn to... Well, you know what? We've been asking for... We wanted to solve your problems, don't we? For some reason, you're not forthcoming with your personal problems, as if we won't deal with them delicately and sensitively. Well, yeah, the reason is they don't trust you to do it properly. You have to put wrong paper in recycling... Listen, they don't trust you to deal with it properly. I, I, it's interesting that you think it's me that they're worried about. I think that they know I'm a woman of the world. I, I pull no punches. Oh, they know you're a woman, all right. Three saggy tits. And I they can t- great. every time you hear that, you have a look on your face at how disappointed they you are. They are not about- saggy. <laughs> no. Well, two of them are. The, 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 one, the one in the middle is very, very Well, I use the other two to tie it up. <laughs> oh, lovely. <laughs> Yeah, and can tied, you stop sending these t- filthy pictures online, please, oh, ladies yeah, and three gentlemen? Tits. It is it's quite a sight, isn't it? <laughs> Those two, the two saggy ones tying up the middle. Well, let's get on with it. <laughs> so these are the problems from Take a Break, um, Fate and Fortune. Yeah. Dean James Fox. Now, 
this is what I want to ask you about. Read it out. Read out the problem, first of all. Can we still be pals? Question mark. I have a male friend who I know is attracted to me. I don't feel the same, and I've made this very clear as nicely as possible. I had hoped we could still be friends, but he started blocking me on social media for no reason and then unblocking me a few days later. All right, spooky. When I challenged him about this, he said, and I said I found it very hurtful, he said it was a mistake, but then he went and blocked me again oh. the next day. I don't understand this behaviour. It just seems really weird. Why is he doing such a nasty thing? Should I just accept this friendship is over? Sarah, 29, ladies and gentlemen, not, <laughs> not nine. <laughs> Wake up, Sarah, for Christ's sake. I, 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 I was going to ask you what your advice was on this, but I sense I can already... Grow up! I can always, already tell. The answer is, I'm sorry to say that it's come. It, it's time to let go. <laughs> to be fair to him, he's got this right. He's head over heels in love with you. <laughs> and, oh, actually, that's not probably... I bet just she's a, a pain in the ass. I yeah. bet he doesn't fancy her at all. He just cannot bear the fact that whenever he has a chat with her, she goes, yeah, I know, but I'm sorry, but it's just never going to happen. He's like, okay, that's fine. No, but it's never going to happen. I don't know, you're gutted about it. No, it's fine. I'm absolutely yeah. fine with that. Oh no, but I know so, you fancy yeah, me. I'm telling everyone it. about it. So, do you think that he sort of keeps blocking and unblocking her just because he feels a bit, little bit sorry for her or something? You know what I suspect he's doing? Go which on. you don't need to do on Twitter anymore because you can lose followers. There's a, there's a, you, you can release them. There's a little button, isn't there? Right, right. Not that I would ever do that. Right. Um, I think he's blocking and unblocking her so she stops following him. And she keeps jumping back in. Also, how closely are you monitoring his Twitter activity? Yeah, exactly. Weirdo. I, very, very good advice from Lindy. I don't know whether it's you or... It's Sarah. It's Trevor. Well, someone's offering some very, very good advice there. <laughs> Will I ever get more help from my girls? I'm a busy mum with 17-year-old girl twins. My, my favourite, as, as <laughs> oh we my just heard. God. <laughs> I'm, I'm joking! <laughs> You know I'm joking, I'll delete that in a minute. When I'm not at work, all I seem to do is cook and clean and do the shopping. Oh, lighten up, love. I'm, try I'm joking. I've tried over and over again to get them to help me, but they always have an excuse like homework. Oh, that sounds bloody good, doesn't it? Doing their homework. Or they'll promise to do it later uh, and yeah. never do. I'm getting more and more resentful and tired by the day. I don't want to keep rowing with them and falling out, but how do I get them to see this isn't fair can the angels help me <laughs> the angels flipping it where's the dad go on what does the answer say the angels suggest boundaries need to be put in place with your girls yes and so do i yeah and i'm no angel and this is definitely easier to do with their help ask your angels to help you find the right words I would use some quite strong swears <laughs> yeah. uh, to explain what you'd like to happen and for it to be received in a positive way. Start by saying each day, thank you, angels, for the girls being so helpful around the house. That just sounds passive-aggressive and sarcastic. What is that? I mean, why then like visualise the them. Yeah, then visualise them doing, doing all, all the tasks. tasks. Yeah. Or just give them a boot up the arse or something. Here's another suggestion yeah. from me. Go on. Linda. Here we, are, here we go, Linda now. This angel. is the advice I wanted. Go on. Stop doing it. Stop doing everything. Right. Okay. Sodom. Yeah, and, and see how long it takes before they realise, oh my goodness, this is not done by angels or fairies or yeah. anything else, but my mum running ragged. Yeah, and, it, and you said to the angel, no, 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 don't, don't, don't you touch anything, angel. Don't you <laughs> exactly. touch, don't you, leave it, yes. leave it. Yeah. The 17, they'll work it out. Yeah. Uh, okay. You've just got to bear with it because it will be annoying for quite a long time. Can you hear this advice? Can you hear this advice, people? This is Linda, all right? And Linda can offer really fantastic yes. advice. I'm going to make him taste my jam donut. If you write in yes. and ask Linda... Just stop. This poor mum, she's not going to... Forget angels, go yeah. real life. Julia, 45 in Durham. I hope you've, you've got that. OK, why is my friend... This is, another, this is for uh, Clairvoyant and modern-day fortune teller Keely Potts. <laughs> why is my friend being so mean to me? My usually warm and caring friend has become very mean to me when we're out in public. Recently, we were in a bar when she spotted another couple of women and said, Ooh, don't you wish you were as skinny as them? I'm not a size 10, but I don't feel overweight and I was hurt by her comment. comment. Is she embarrassed to be seen with me, Linda 51 Aberdeen? Gosh, there's a lot of reach in there, isn't there? She what made one comment. Why is it about you, Linda? Oh, well, hold on just a minute. It's rather pointed if, if, if that's off the back it of depends. being rude. Don't you wish you were as skinny as them? 
as in I do. Yes. Or oh, don't say, you wish you were as skinny as Well, them? it's different. I, don't, I would like to know where the inflection was, Linda 51 Aberdeen. As someone who has lost a little bit of weight, I was rather hurt this weekend. When I was in Lytham, my friend Jim came along oh, to see yeah. the show. I said, do you think I've lost a bit of weight? And he went, well, you're not going to win Slimmer of the Year. Some men can't give a compliment. No, men are like that, aren't yeah. they? They're very cut off. They don't want to be, oh, I don't want to be um, soppy. I yeah. don't want to be soft to them. It's just got a continual ribbing. And sometimes you have to say to your friend, do you know what? I just like it. You don't have to joke about this. No. I really like your opinion. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Um, and I was I was looking for a little bit of praise from you there, and you did not deliver, and therefore you are no longer in my life. Delete me from your Facebook. Yeah. Because those people always have Facebook. Delete me from your social media and yeah. never darken my door again. If you're or you a can man, shrug it off. You can shrug it off. All right, so that's it. So that's your advice there, that it may not have anything at all to do with... She may be being mean. Only you know if she's being purposefully yeah. mean. Are you being oversensitive? That's on you. Isn't Linda good? And sometimes people... This is the unfortunate thing. Yeah. Hurt people hurt people. Hurt I mean? people hurt people. So what's going on with her? And is she putting her shit on you? And are you taking it? The answer is all within you. Fantastic advice. Ten points from four Linda there. Could I be moving house? Now, this lady, Keely Potts... I like she, the more practical stuff. She, she uses psychometry, which is, you know, where you offer up a physical yes. uh, th- thing, So you item. feel the vibes off, like... Feel the vibes. Off a necklace or something. That's right, OK. Could I be moving house? I've been living next door to nightmare neighbours for the past seven years, and I'm desperate to move. They're loud, aggressive, and I dread passing them in the street. It is really getting me down. Is a move on the horizon? And if so, what kind of property and where will I end up? Attached is a photo of my keys. <laughs> <laughs> so not even right. Okay, this is from Mel Fifty Two of Worcestershire. What and does Keely say? She says, "Come." My spirit guide, Greg. Oh God, bloody Greg. Yeah. My spirit guide, Greg, tells me you won't be moving anytime soon. No shit, Greg. She's not even got on right move yet. No. And the other thing is, you do have to declare if your neighbours have been bastards. <laughs> Fucking God. She's in trouble. Go on. I can see your neighbours being removed from their property. Oh! And a lovely family will replace them. Oh, that's good, isn't well, it? What does she have to do to get rid of them? Greg doesn't tell oh, her yeah. that. You'll really get on with them and they'll have a cat who will often pay a visit to yours. I, I, who cares about the cat? they got a nightmare next Finally, door. Finally, Greg says, put some plants around your front door. Advises Lavender to ward off negativity. Now... <laughs> If you go on TikTok and various things, you'll see various rough people fighting in the street. Mm. No amount of lavender and plants round your front door. Let, ward off negativity. You need a massive bloke to go around with a cricket bat, exactly. don't you, really? What you need is a PCSO at the very least. A PCSO. Fuck the lavender. Get a PCSO. Uh, so for that... Only one... I'm afraid. Well, look, we've come to the end of another show. Please, you've heard that advice now from Linda. Yes. Why don't you get in touch with us? Do it. Clinton at clintonbaptiste.com. Mark it for the attention of Linda. And, uh, you know, I will not be advising wafting sage about or planting lavender or yeah. praying to angels. I'll give you some or, proper practical advice or, or that will work. Or attach any photos or old necklaces or earrings. To be honest, I've had enough photos in my DMs. No, no more, thank you. <laughs> no more I'm not touching that. <laughs> no. You don't want to hang those from your front door. You'll be arrested. <laughs> right. What will Linda be doing? Well, uh, I'm, I'm planning to go home. I'm going to have... Five minutes peace. Yes. And then I am going to go back out there into the world and spread love and joy. Oh, lovely. Linda farted in the kitchen. That's why she's got to get out. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us. Thank you for everyone who's coming to see Clinton Baptiste versus Ramon. Oh, my God, what a smash hit. Love it. Love it. And People you... are raving about it and not just Clinton and Ramon. No, no, that's right. Thank you for saying that. You're welcome. And in 18 months, I'm going to be doing a new solo show. I cannot wait. Oh, God, if only I can think of something to say. Right. Until next time, love you and leave you. Ta ta. Bye for now. Fading now. Fading now.
obviously to Linda Pollock, to uh, Charlotte Dialli, Boy George, Paul and Joe from the hotel, and Pickles, the World Cup collie. Thank you so much for joining me. What's that? Barry's here. What the hell is this music? It's shite. Oh, it got me feeling all South American, baby. Oh. But it is shite. Thank you, Barry. He's doing his best. As I say, I paid for this music, so I'm going to use it. Oh, I'm feeling the rhythm. I'm feeling the rhythm. All the South American rhythms of the Lambada. I'm going to Lambada, Bada, Bada, Boo, you, baby. All right. Thanks, Barry. Until next time, namaste. 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 Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Yeah, right. Clinton Baptiste here, offering you the chance to enjoy my Patreon podcast for free for seven days. So many people have been joining me over there. It's a shame that you're not. Uh, we've got videos, cartoons, we've got uh, all sorts of stuff, uh, all the old back catalogue, and a chance for exclusive dibs on tickets before anyone else. Please come to patreon.com forward slash Clinton Baptiste. All right, spirit fading now. See you there. Fady Nail.